0: Yeah. Hey
1: guys, welcome back to the show. We have a very exciting guest coming on Jonas Gonzalez. Fractional Chief Marketing Officer for Startups with a focus on family and multi-generational business building. He is the founder of Entrepreneurial Family Wealth Builders and also the host of It's an Entrepreneurial Family Wealth Builders. Welcome to the show, Jonas. Thank you so much for taking the time of your day to come on and add some value for my listeners and myself. I am so excited to have you here today.
2: I'm super excited to connect. I think this is going to be a lot of fun and I think folks are going to get a lot out of this.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, before we really jump in though, Jonas, I mean, would you mind going ahead and sharing a bit of your background and your story, your journey? How did you get to where you are? Because I think it'll be a very powerful uh, thing to share with our listeners today as well.
2: Of course. And I think that the cool thing about this is uh, I think a lot of people listening in can reflect on their past and realize how important it is they give back to their businesses, right? There's a reason that they're running the business the way they are, and it has a lot to do with the way they were raised, with the, the situation they were, grew up in, and kind of the challenges they face and overcome. So my, my particular set of challenges, um, you know, I'm grateful for them and, I'm, and I appreciate also the opportunities I was given growing up. As, as a kid, I grew up here in New York City and I grew up in an immigrant, Dominican immigrant family. And with that Dominican immigrant family, really what I learned was, you know, these are folks that they grew up farmers. They grew up just, you know, getting food out of the land, quite literally, and working for everything that they got. They came to the U.S. and, t- and built their own opportunity out of nothing. Right. They didn't know where they were going to live, what they were going to do or how it was going to function for them. But they made it work because they knew they could rely on each other and they can rely on working to figure out the problems. Right. And Growing up in that environment where there was just so much optimism and so much the ability to find love and care and compassion, it made me see the world as a place where love, care and compassion are quite normal, right? Because that was, the, that was what I was raised in, every, everyone around me. Um, and then I turned out to the rest of the world. And, you know, being in New York City, you can, it's, there's a stark contrast between the love of the home and then the, you just go out to the cold, cold outside world and you realize people are in a lot of pain, right? Let's we know how to love and care and work together. And so my first thoughts were one, there's a lot of pain in the world, but two, we got a lot of work to do, right? Because we have this, like, I was like, this is normal. Love, care, and compassion are quite normal. The world isn't there yet. All right. Well, we got some something to do. We got some work to to kind of overcome this problem, so people can get there. Um, so you know, throughout that process, when I was younger, um, I went through a lot of kind of that understand seeing how positive the world can be. I fought really hard throughout you know, all the time that I was I was younger to try to make that a reality in the rest of the world. So you know, in middle school, I did I did a bunch of stuff around designing future cities right so I looked into the future how do we design a city that's actually really good for us and then in high school I did a lot of different kind of like activist work to try to do stuff to make people more united to make the students more united so that they can learn more skills um, in college I did a lot of emotional work working with psychologists and different folks so that we can get access to helping people emotionally and then finally, in the last few years, I've done a lot of work in sales and marketing, training leadership from people who had no sales background, no leadership background, and taking them, you know, people straight out of high school, and turning them into people that were self-sufficient, and many times making more money than their, the family that they grew up in, right? Allowing them to get that freedom and allowing them to grow strongly and allowing them to see themselves as an individual that has a lot of potential for because that's really who they are. Right. And so we went through that process. And finally, now, you know, we work with Nestle, Verizon, and they, they were great clients. Right. They're Fortune 500 clients. But I really was excited about how do we take other folks, have a vision, really want to do something big, but don't necessarily have all the skill sets or knowledge about the same way that we've done these things for these Fortune 500 clients. So now I'm doing work as a fractional CMO, fractional chief marketing officer, working with startups, ambitious startups that have a purpose and really are helping people in a real functional way that actually improves people's lives and teaching them all the skills that I've gained by training hundreds of salespeople, being able to help grow offices across the country and really provide that information for them so that they can give back to the world in the way that they were supposed to. So that's kind of like the the, the journey over time.
1: Wow. <laughs> nah. This is incredible. I think what you're doing is is amazing, honestly. And, you know, working and training people into leadership and really giving them that idea of potential and all that, that they have going for them and, and really getting them to that place. That's huge. So incredible. So Jonas, tell us exactly where you are. I know you mentioned and you touched on where you're at right now with the business, but do you want to talk a little bit about your products and services and how you deliver them?
2: Yeah. So the cool thing that there's a couple of really powerful things that it can help people realize um, exactly how much power they actually have. A lot of business owners right now, they feel like they have less than they actually do. Right. They feel like they have access to less resources, they have access to less things, and they have to work harder than they actually do. A lot of business owners actually have an infinite number of resources, the same way that we could take any high school student and teach them how to be able to make two three thousand bucks a week. We do the same thing with a business owner and teach them how to double or triple or quadruple their business just through things that they already have access to, right? There's people, there's relationships and networks that love them that they were just waiting to support them and they've never tapped into, right? There's people out there who would love to be able to connect with them, but they haven't figured out a way to strategically begin those relationships, right? There are other people who have done years of work, invested millions of dollars in building relationships with their ideal clients and have organized them all in one really good central location. And their business success is just one friendship and relationship away with that person that controls those group of people. And so doing that and understanding that it allows business owners to be like oh my goodness i've been struggling or working 10 times harder than i needed to to get a quarter of the results i can just go meet some people build these relationships be strategic about how i start them give them offers that are so good that benefit everybody that i can instantly unlock a thousand 10,000 100,000 people depending on what my product is and not have to stress about it and actually deliver the good to the person that is waiting for it right there's people out there you know as human beings People yearn for leadership and I think really people think that the big mistake that people make is that they think that sales and marketing is about tricks and getting people and winning people over. Really, it's about leadership and de- teaching people, hey, this is a better way to do the thing that you've been trying to do. It's the only reason people buy stuff is because they're trying to get it easier, better, more convenient, more wise more intelligent ma- method by which accomplishing the thing they've been trying to do the entire time right so it's really about leadership so you know that's kind of the, the 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 way that that we deliver is you know talking through that teaching it's a lot about educating um and helping business owners realize how much they actually already have access to and how easy it is to be able to go on those other side of the challenges they have
1: incredible this is exciting so tell, tell us a little bit about building the business online and offline and how you go about doing that.
2: So the cool thing, I think this is really the powerful thing that we learned, that I learned doing door to door, is that business is always out there, right? There is never a time that business is not, right? If you have a thing to sell, just go knock on some doors, call some people, make some take some action, go into the rooms where the clients or customers are likely to be and go talk to them, Right. The more you talk to them, you're not. Everyone's gonna buy, but just keep talking. People are gonna buy, right? Even if, even if the person's terrible at having conversations, if they're just persistent, they're gonna get customers and clients, and they're gonna. It's gonna happen, right? And so, really being persistent about that process and saying, "Hey, it doesn't matter how much time it takes. I'm gonna go and have these conversations out in person, and I'm gonna build value online." and be able to create those relationships so i can start serving them in a deeper way right and being creative with how you do those things so that you're never worried about hey where's the next person going to come from instead you're just outworking the problem so that you're never you always have more than enough to be able to serve and build those relationships with the proper people that will become your customers and clients over time absolutely i think
1: that, you know the consistency and and the action taking is is huge you know so many times um there's people that are very consistent for a long time and then you know how it's a little bit of delayed gratification and as soon as stuff you know some people do give up and it's like no you got to stay persistent and you got to take action and it's going to be a little bit of delayed gratification at times but if you stay consistent in the long run you'll do fine you'll be okay right
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely
1: so let me let me just ask you a question that I think um you know you'd have some really good value to add to this you know understanding the value of relation relational cap, capital can you kind of touch on that a little deeper
2: Yeah so I think there's there's a lot of things that are very easy to get access to if you use relational capital as the thing that you're you're changing for right so For example, there's there's a client that we have that they do like medical type like products and they have this thing where it's a heart, it's kind of like a a stethoscope with an EKG monitor on it. And the way that we're getting access to the doctors is instead of paying the doctors or doing all this stuff to get access to these doctors, we're using relational capital to build relationships with them and we're stroking their ego and we're saying, hey, you know, we heard that you're the best Doctor in the area about this, we would love to get your. We'll, we would love to run a test with you where we run our product alongside you because we want your ideal and expert opinion, right? And so we send them a free product. They get to test it for thirty days. It doesn't cost us anything because we'll run it, and they we get an expert review. And every single person in that in that hospital who they're working with directly, now gets to see the product and ask them, hey, where did you get that product, right? So they become our walking kind of relational capital salesperson inside of their local area, inside their hospital. And it didn't cost anything other than the cost of shipping. And it pays for itself because the moment one of their interns or students or other doctors or nurses see that kind of product and are like, wow, where did you get that? and it is on the kind of respected doctor, it makes it 10 times easier for any other person in that environment to buy that product. And we don't need to do any marketing that's just naturally happening already. Might as well take advantage of it using the relational capital. You see what I mean?
1: That's incredible. Yes, relational, relational, uh, guys, I'm tongue tied. Relational (laughs) capital to build the relationships, that's huge. I think that's huge. It's interesting, and you don't even have to, you're not out any money from doing it, right? So it's a no brainer. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. So, Jonas, tell us a bit about, walk us through your podcast and the intentions behind it. When did you start it, and where are you at with it today?
2: So, I started it probably like two months ago um to kind of get stories around family wealth building because it's it's so core to my heart is this multi-generational wealth building process because i think fundamentally every single one of us has a responsibility to build something that's better for the next generation right so if we're building a business we have to build it with the mindset of the next generation in mind because we're not really just building it for ourselves we're building it for centuries to come and so you know the process of the podcast really is focused on how do we get how did we get all these stories of people who are doing that in their business and teaching that so that we can create kind of this organis- this symbionts or, or this piece of where other people can learn that that information about how to grow their family wealth on top of it and it's transformed because you start learning these pieces about family wealth and then you start seeing it's not just about the families it's about the people who are, are running the businesses being able to build businesses that last for generations and centuries, and there's more impact that can be made there because the businesses employ more people, they work with more people, they affect more clients and customers. And so when you change the mindset of an entire business organization or enterprise, you can really change the lives of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people as you're really getting into that kind of model and helping them there's more, it's easier to see that success for families on a direct basis. Um, and there's more effect that can be had. So I think over time, we kind of move through, um, from the one-on-one family structure to working with businesses so that they can be multi-generational. And that'll start to work into their clients and the way that they train people and the way that they hire.
1: Amazing. I love it. You know, having the podcast, to, you know, attract those business people and, and really get get that going is huge and how do you find the podcast with being able to connect with you know your ideal clients
2: the cool thing about the podcast is that it's so much easier to attract people um it's easier to start a conversation it's super easy to fill up your calendar with people it's very it's amazing because you get to learn a lot while you're doing the podcast right like A lot of the people that I that I brought on are coaches and consultants, and I broke it down. And as I as I got through the family wealth thing, i got to the next level, which is really understanding sales processes and how to be able to generate them in a way that it's teachable for other people. Because once you can make it teachable, then you can make it multi generational. And then I started getting information from all these coaches and consultants about the inside ways they were doing, growing their businesses. Right. And I got 30 some odd coaches and consultants. I was like, how do you get clients? How do you work and grow your business on a daily basis? What's your process? And I got all these understandings and questions and answers about what is, what is their process? Some people use email. Some people go to the, go inside of the business. Some people have some people work inside a business and then get clients because of the people that come to that business, right? Some right. people are working, use email and SMS. And some people are really great at SEO. Some people understand this automation process where they generate leads, and then they have like years of follow up automation emails. And everyone does it differently. But there's something to learn from each person. But it is like an infinite wealth of knowledge. People are super excited to share information, because they feel like, Hey, they're getting value because they're getting some exposure onto this podcast. It's also a piece of relational capital because it strokes their ego. It makes them feel good. They're like, oh, wow, I'm on a podcast. You know, this person thought that my information was great enough to be on a podcast. All of a sudden, they're, they're so much more eager to share information because they feel their ego has been stroked. And now we got more of a deep relationship with them. And so if we want to set up a partnership, if we think that our services are a great fit for them, if we want to get access to their network, it is a million times easier to follow up and say, hey, I think that there's something we could do together. Let's a time. Or I think that there's some work that we can do. Or I think that you were talking about this problem. There's someone that it seems like you know. Connect them, see if we could do something together. And now the opportunities to collaborate are a thousand times bigger, and there's just more money to be had in that process. It's also easier if you're looking for clients because if I want a client, I'm just asking them to come on the podcast first. I'll get a much higher likelihood of them coming on. You know,
1: absolutely, absolutely. How do you go about attracting the um, your your guests to come onto the show? What is your process like?
2: So right now it's growing, right? So the coaches and consultants are very easy to get access to. So they, because they're constantly looking to be on podcasts. So there's a lot of places on Facebook and different places you can just post, hey, you know, we have a podcast. You get 50 people to reply and right away you get your podcast is full. Um, now what I'm learning with the, with the strategy about being a fractional CMO is really being able to be super strategic about who I'm connecting to and how do I use some of the techniques that I'm learning. So right now I'm I'm connecting to different people who already have successful startups and then looking at their products and looking at their services and saying, hey, this is how you're going to grow your business, right? We're going to we can talk about it together. We might even give you the chance to talk about it on our podcast. And now I'm positioning myself as, hey, you should come to me, not the other way around. And once they're on the podcast, we get to talk about what their business is, what their sales process is like. And then at the end, we could be like, hey, you know, let's do you want to double your business? And who's going to say no? All right, great. Let's do this. You know, and there's so many opportunities. And the cool thing is also looking for people who are interested in what you're doing. This is something else I learned by interviewing, right? One of the consultants, the way that he does his stuff is he looks at all the people who are in his target market, who are asking for jobs, who are posting jobs based on his expertise. What that tells him is that those businesses need help in that very specific area. So he reaches out to them and says, hey, it looks like you got this job post. You're looking to spend 100,000, 150,000 bucks a year on a person to fill that role. I think I could fill it, it'll be cheaper, and it'll be, we got a whole service team that'll do it for you. And we talk about that, right? And now all of a sudden, you show yourself as like super cost-saving compared to buying for them buying a whole employee and having an employee in there, um, and it's also clear that they need the help. They're more—it's easier for them to respond. So there's there's a lot of cool strategies that you get to learn how to apply because of the fact that you get the information and because of the fact that you get to reach out to that. Right now, it's mostly on LinkedIn, um, and then all these kind of startup there's so many different like startup places to reach out to startups that need support as well
1: absolutely oh that's amazing and do you find it like a snowball effect like you interview someone they bring referrals to you or you know oftentimes do they end up as clients and stuff like that like almost like a snowball effect do you feel that at all with it
2: yeah so in when I get people to sign on to the podcast, I say, hey, who are three people that you know that could benefit from this, from sharing, or you think that would be a great benefit? And most of the time people put two or three other people on there. And so every single time that's, there's, the cool thing about this podcasting process is you get to build your audience by hand almost, right? You're looking for very specific type of people that have a very specific expertise and you get to build a deeper relationship. You hand interview every single person and the inside of your network of people who are potentially your clients, you've met every single of them. On top of that, you have all their videos. So if you want to put them all in a group, you can just put them all in a group, show them all their videos and be like, hey, this is all you, these are all your people, right? These are all the people that are here. Connect to each other, and then you even have the added network benefit where you can be the mitigator or the person that connects multiple people, and you're in you're in the middle, and you have this super high powered network because you help them create opportunities. It's easier to ask them for opportunities. It's easier to be like, "Hey, I just made you a hundred thousand bucks. Why don't we work together on this other thing?" Because now we've created this other opportunity together. So I think there's there's just an un- unlimited amount of potential with that. Um, and just being specific and strategic about who you bring on allows you to create a long tail of value for every person that you invite onto the podcast as well.
1: Right. An everlasting relationship. Hey, so I like that. And I love podcasts for that reason, you know, especially if you're doing interviews, I think no better way to really connect with someone, (laughs) honestly. What would you say has been some of the biggest challenges since starting the podcast? I know, you know, there's a lot of people listening here who have podcasts already, but there are some as well that might be on the fence of a starting one and um, yeah. Any obstacles and how did you overcome them within the podcast?
2: It's interesting. I think part of it is also is getting clarity on exactly who you want to serve and how you want to serve them. I think a lot of people have very transferable skills in between in between a lot of different situations, right? Most people can be if they wanted to solve problems for five hundred for fifty or a hundred different types of businesses and in different industries. But it's super vital for folks to get really keyed in and very specific with the type of psychographic and demographic they want to serve because it allows them to really pay attention to how they're actually interacting with folks, right? If they're just sending it out to everybody, they're gonna get response, but then they're gonna end up feeling tired and and like, oh my goodness, like right. these people are not My ideal target market. Where's the where's the ROI for my time right now? Because I'm investing my time into these interviews, but I'm not getting the right people where they are actually ideal for me to turn them into a client, or that they know someone that would be a client, and that ends up making it so that it feels like a drain as opposed to an investment that you're getting a return on. So being super strategic. Who are the there? There's a very funny quote, and I think this is there was a there was a man that's that. In I think it was the nineteen nineteen like nineteen twenties. He's he went and he robbed the most banks in the U.S. Right, he robbed banks across the United States, and he didn't. He never got caught until the like until like probably like thousands of banks robbed, and then the the police went to him and say, "Hey, why did you rob so many banks?" Right, and his answer was super simple and super straightforward, and it's very clarifying. It's because that's where the money is, right. And so many people, I think, right, like, he's just like, that's where the money is. So that's where I went. And so many people build businesses, right? (laughs) Right. They build businesses on the back of, you know, hoping that the person that they're reaching out to will have enough. But it's a lot smarter to go to do where the money is, right? To where there's actually going to be a guaranteed, you don't have to worry, is this person financially qualified? No, just go to the bank and there's always going to be enough for you to take out, right? There's never, the ATM in the bank is never empty because they just refill it. Like, don't you don't have to worry about that when you target the right way. And so, you know, that's a frustration I think a lot of people have because when they target the wrong way, they have to charge lower. They can't. They get a lot more price resistance. It's a lot harder for the person to make a commitment to invest into themselves. They're not as, they don't understand the power of being able to invest and ret- make a return on being able to invest into someone that can teach them something. And so, because of that, they end up targeting and working with people or trying to get out of people something that they can't provide or they can't easily do right it becomes a stretch for these folks but instead being able to focus on like this is why i worked on the startup field because when you go to the startup field you can see how much money have they raised oh they got 16 million that they've just raised all right well i'm sure that my consulting fee isn't going to be a problem so i'm not worried about their financial capacity now i just got to build a relationship make sure we're both on the same page and so we can get started and grow investment for them you know what i mean So go to the bank, go to where the money's at. Um, It's a lot easier than having to pull the money out of the place that it's not, you know, going out into a dusty place and trying to get, no, rather go to the place where the millions are already all collected very, very well for you, right? Um, Very neatly. And, And then being able to get out of there and figuring out their language and figuring out how to connect to them, figuring out their problems, because then you can just, then it's just an ATM as opposed to, you know having to scratch it out of some other place you know
1: a hundred percent I know exactly what you're saying I think it's so important to really get crystal clear as to who you're attracting and who you're you're wanting to work with um many times I hear on interviews too well we got a lot of leads but they can't afford a program or our product or service or offers too expensive for them but look at who, who are you targeting are you attracting like you said the ones that you know have wealth that can afford and see the value of your program or are you attracting just just anyone because i think getting crystal clear on who it is you want to attract uh, will make a world of difference and if anything you can increase your offer you know so it's huge it's huge yeah super important so how do you go about monetizing the podcast uh any other ways or do you really monetize it just yet
2: so the, the main way is through the clients and then getting doing retainers. And I also do profit splits with clients, depending on this what kind of campaigns that we run. So I get a percentage okay. of the campaigns that we run. So then, you know, so we run a big campaign, we get a big payout. So we share in that profit. The other piece that I'm working on, which I think is going to be very fun, is the more selective the targeting with the people that come on, the more high value the network of people on the other side is, right? So if I get access to 100, you know, highly funded, like CEOs that run startups, and I create a network where they're all access to each other, that network is super valuable now, because if anybody, there's a lot of people that want to get access to them. And I did all the work to get those relationships started. So if someone else wants to get access to them, you got to you got to pay to get in there. Right. Because this is super valuable people. Like I'm, I'm not just going to let you have it for free. And, you know, there's exactly. so much power there because, you know, you're going to do the work regardless. You might as well maximize on it. And you're going to get more value out of the group because you're you're being a leader for them. You're teaching them, hey, look, there's other opportunities just in between you. I'll teach you how to do them. And if I set them up, I can, I'll get a percentage of it, but of course, but the goal is you guys are getting more value from each other. So let me teach you how to do that. And now you're seen, not just as a person that you had a conversation with once, but a person that you're leading them through their business problems. And it's 10 times easier for them to to refer other people, bring other people in the community, go to you for other jobs. If they need other support, they're seeing you as a leader in the community. So they're 10 times more excited to reach out to you. And now start because they're reaching out to you, you can start charging more and more and more. One, because you get more proven results with their community. And two, because they're coming to you. So now there's like, you don't really need to put lower prices or make specials. That's not necessary. You just charge whatever you want. And people are happy to do it as long as you can prove the ROI. You already did that, you know?
1: right absolutely they're so much more likely to come back and and be excited about the whole thing right it's huge so Jonas tell us a little bit about you know your focus for this next year within the podcast and the business
2: the what I would like to do I think this it's an exciting startup world Um, is really being able to build some partnerships with some really great venture capitalist firms with some really great incubators and really help become a leader in that space because there are so many people who have so so many ambitions in the startup world and so many people who have learned a lot of the technical sides about how to build a product but don't know enough about how to actually do market leadership and teach other people why their, their product is so useful and be able to guide customers and clients properly through how to use it and maximize their businesses with their tools. I think there is there is so much space to, be able to partner with those folks. So I'm seeing this year coming up as building super powerful partnerships with these venture capitalist firms, these incubators, and becoming a point person where I'm, you know, becoming a fractional CMO of hundreds of startups, being able to get a percentage of all these startups. And because I'm helping them all grow, now being able to, on top of that, create a fractional CMO practice where I'm teaching other people how to do the same work. We're going out into all these kind of startup incubator zones and really teaching the marketplace all these all the startups and all these founders, all, whether they the in any stage whether they're pre funding, funding or or throughout their process, be able to teach them how to really serve the market in a deep way. And the great thing about working with multiple ones is that there are. There are startups who already have access to a bunch of clients that, other start, that, ha, that they haven't mapped. And if we create those partnerships, we can instantly create massive boosts for the client, for, the cut, for each one of the startups. There's just incredible amounts of transformation that can be done very simply. If it's just if they're taught the process well, if they're educated and those connections are made quickly, there's so much potential for them. So that's what I'm seeing in the business in the next year. And and I'm excited because it's just an infinite number of of opportunities and potential. And there's a lot of money out there of investors and venture capitalist firms. Who would love to have their money guided better, right? They're they're giving it to these startup firms, and they don't necessarily the startups don't know enough to guide their their investment that well. And so there's a lot of partnerships there with the venture capitalists too. But I'm excited about that this whole this whole process.
1: Super yeah. exciting process, you know, um, building those partnerships and helping people become leaders. And you know, there's so much opportunity to do that with using the podcast alone too. And is that your plan on connecting with these people through the podcast? Is that kind of your ultimate plan or?
2: Yeah, I think, I think there's, there's a, there's a powerful principle behind the podcast. And I think it's bigger than just the podcast. It's this idea of never chasing opportunity and becoming Mm -hmm. the person that gives opportunity. This is so vital. Because when we chase opportunity, we're one of a million, right? We're, we're a gazelle, you know, we're, we're in the herd, right? It's, and you never want to be in the herd because you get eaten in a herd, you know, like just not the right way to, to be a leader, right? So the other way is the be the opportunity giver, right? You post a job, people reply to the job before you even finish posting the job right? Like you put an opportunity out in the world, people come running from the other side of the globe to it, right? You have, right. There's, you, there's no problem with it, right? So you get people running to you. So never be an opportunity chaser, always figure out a way to be an opportunity giver. And you're going to get more than enough of what you want, because there's so many people coming to you, right? And so designing those opportunities is super powerful, right? building a podcast is one of the strong, super strong and simple, low cost. It doesn't cost anybody anything to set up a podcast, but it's super, super high opportunity because you can structure it to get high rankings and do all this stuff. But really just the idea of the podcast gives people an opportunity to come on and share their stories. There's a million other ways to do it too, right? So we can say, hey, Like, for example, if there's a like this is an idea for a coach who is working on, let's say they're they're trying to overcome some kind of emotional thing or helping their clients come overcome an emotional thing. They can put out some kind of message saying, hey, we're collecting stories about this kind of experience. Who wants to share their story? And you can collect it in a million ways. You can collect it through a podcast. You can collect it through. We have a bunch of letters. We want to read your letters. Right. But you're giving people opportunities to share and be the best version of themselves, right? And then discovering how you can monetize it after the relationship has begun, that's where kind of the power is, right? So there's a lot of power in being the opportunity giver. And the more ways you can figure out how to do it unique to your business, the, the easier time you're going to get having leads and structuring it. And then you have the creative problem of monetizing it on the back end, um, which is just, it's a really, that's a problem of targeting. Because once you target right, it's easy to monetize on the backside.
1: Absolutely. Oh, this is so exciting. Yeah. And like you said, never never chase an opportunity, be the opportunity. It's so huge to look at it from that perspective. 100%. I'm so happy you touched on that. It's so true. So true.
2: Yeah. And I think it's, it's also good for your peace of mind because when people are coming to you, you get to structure exactly what the expectations are. When you have to go to other people, you have to adapt to their expectations and then you lose power and then you get stressed. And then you're like, Oh, I got to do all these other things that are unrelated to my core competency. And you have to be really selective with the, with the opportunities you go out to get, but you can be super, you have so much more strength when people are coming to you, um, that allows you to really have peace of mind and know exactly what to expect day after day. So it's good for you psychologically as well.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I think it's huge. Wow. I love that. We touched on that. That makes me really happy actually, because it's, it's, you know, often we look at it the wrong way and we really got to take a step back and, and, you know, not chase anything attract, you know? Yeah. Be that opportunity. So super exciting. Um, you know, Jonas, if anyone's looking to connect with you and what the services you have to offer, I mean, you have a great thing going on here and, um, what would be the best way people can reach out to you if if they're interested in partnering or, um, you know, working as coming on as a client, what would be the best way?
2: So you guys can reach out to my email which is going to be Jonas G at perseverancemarkets.com. That's one simple way. I also have my website, which is Jonas-Gonzalez.com. Which is, you know, there's going to be some information there about the different processes and how you can get in touch with me, how you can set up an appointment, so we can talk about there on that one. So Jonas-Gonzalez.com, um, and then, and really just feel feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and. And then be able to go from there. I think building that deep relationship and understanding, helping me understand what your business problems are, what kind of things you're trying to accomplish. How are you trying to build your business so that you can teach younger generations in your business to be, see success in it? Because the moment you can teach anybody how to run, help run your business, now you have unlimited growth potential. Because if you could teach someone right out of high school how to successfully execute in your business, you, there's, you're never going to run out of talent. Because there's always people graduating from high school and college and if you can teach them well and give them guidance and mentorship and leadership you you have an unlimited business that you can grow as far as you would like right and that's key if you want your business succeed to succeed Is you gotta we got work together create a system that's so good that anyone can see success with it so um, feel free to reach out and then and we can connect to there so that's Jonas-Gonzalez.com is probably the easiest way to connect.
1: Amazing. And Jonas, I know that you mentioned uh, before that you did have a summit at the end of November. Did you already have the summit or is it still coming up?
2: Yeah. So we've, we have successfully, we've already had the summit. It was really fun. Um, We got to connect to a lot of folks and, and really give that information about family wealth. And I think it was, it was really educational. I learned a lot in the process of building out the summit and I learned a lot from the people. And I think there's always going to be the transformation of, kind of, you're always transforming as a person. And so you're, you're always, you know, the cool thing is like you create something. And by the time when you, once you get it, you've kind of learned, all right, cool. There's a deeper way that I can serve people. And so you start moving in that direction, but the summit was really beautiful. And, and I was excited that everyone was able to participate and they got everything out of it, which was really great.
1: Love it. That's amazing. I was, I was excited to hear about that as well. So, um, you know, I love what you're doing, you know, du- duplicating for generational wealth is, is huge. And, um, to have someone out there helping people understand how to do that. Amazing. So thank you so much, Jonas, for taking the time on your day to come on here and add all this value. It's so incredibly in- in- inspirational. And I know that, you know, it speaks volumes. So thank you. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I hope that we can get back on in maybe a year or two from now and see where you're at then. I always like to, you know, catch up with my guests later on and see where's the podcast at now. Tell me more, what's going on. (laughs) So amazing. Thank you so much.
2: That would be fun. I would love, I would love to, if you guys could send me the video of the, of this one, because I feel like this was a good interview and it's, it's also useful for potential clients for me to send it to them and be like, Hey, look, you know, on the podcast, wow, my gosh, you know, come and talk about our stuff together, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll do that for sure group if you're listening and enjoyed please like and subscribe if you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and would like to come on just like our amazing Jonas did to tell your story talk about your business and your podcast um, please go to top100interview.com we'd love to have you on thanks so much Jonas bye guys catch you on the next episode
0: thank you Bruce. hey everyone I hope you really enjoyed that episode as always if you want to listen to more daily interview content make sure you subscribe and here's three ways I can help you in your business for free